0: Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com, where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services, and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Today we hear from Sandra Palmer-Snelling, a co-owner and director both at Farmer Palmer's, a family farm park based in Poole, and Staggler's, an eco-friendly dog chew. Both these businesses are family owned and run and very much focused on reinvesting the money and profits generated back into the business to keep it fresh and moving forward. Over the years, when I've advised family businesses, I've always been interested in the dynamics. And there's always so many questions to ask a family business about how do they actually manage those dynamics in that environment? What are some of the joys, some of the challenges and unique pressures that you find within a family business and how you put plans in place to continue the legacy and pass the business through the generations? There's also something fascinating about inheriting a certain type of work ethic, which we'll hear Sandra talk about. These are among the topics Sandra and I cover in this wonderful conversation. It's really revealing and interesting. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome, Sandra, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast.
1: Hello, Warren. How are you? So good to see you.
0: Yeah, good to see you too. We're going to have a great conversation, I know, this morning on this podcast episode because we're going to talk about family businesses. We're going to talk about various different businesses that you're involved with the fact that there's not just a family business with your sort of brother and your dad but there's a business with your husband and that whole kind of how do you manage all of that with family life and we'll get into all of those topics but i suppose we should set some context first mm-hmm. uh the farm is just outside pool. Yeah. um How long has the farm been in the family, Sandra?
1: So, my very savvy granddad bought it in the late 1950s. Okay. When the people that owned the farm couldn't afford to pay the death duties on the land and the house. Okay. So, he bought the farm then. He was already running a bakery in the village. Um, So, uh, he was already in business then. Yeah. And. then Dad went to kingston Moorwood College. Okay. He and his brother, he Dad had the Organford farm. His brother went to uh, Corfe Castle and farmed there. Okay. So we grew up on the farm. Everything from milking cows first thing in the morning to going out and cutting cabbages to selling in Wareham is yeah. part of what we grew up doing. Wow, Vote that must have us. been an idyllic
0: childhood in so many ways.
1: It was. I've got photos of Philip and I just... Wandering off through the fields, you know, as a child watching mum be a supporting role, yeah, all the time, yeah, um, and dad would be gone sometimes at five o'clock in the morning when he was milking. If he was haymaking, he wouldn't be home till ten o'clock at night. Wow! So I remember doing a little regression once, yeah, um, where they said give yourself anything you want, and apart from a pair of red shiny shoes as a little girl. <laughs> yeah. It was my dad walking past the window saying, do you want to come with me? Oh. So I reckon, you know, we missed him as yeah. a father figure because he was always working.
0: He's always busy on the farm. But and then really,
1: Philip and I have got that work ethic.
0: Yeah. And you, that's interesting, isn't it? Do you, is that work ethic has come from your dad and seeing your dad and your mum build the farm business?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it has. And mum was supporting and... I think in a way as well, watching her be in a supporting role, I tried to not be that. I want to be my own person. Okay, But actually, it's turned out with all the businesses in the family that actually that's exactly what I do. (laughs) Just in a different way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, isn't it? Because I sort of assumed that the sort of farm had been in the family for generations, but really your dad was the first generation to really... Yeah. Farm, yeah, absolutely. and be a
1: farmer. And um, you know, we can go on, we'll go on to diversification in a minute. But um, farmers, everybody should take the hat off to farmers. Jeremy Clarkson has tried to help. Yeah, we you know, watched that point, program and point see. that out to everybody. Yeah. But my dad was um, a vet, a plumber, an electrician. He could soil sample ground. He'd watch the weather. He knew how to. Um, well, in fact, fix everything, recycle everything. He was a chatty person with all the other farmers because they all support each other, yeah. and that's how they traded. And I know one of the things you were going to ask me later, but I'm going to just pop in there now about who your hero is. Yeah. And to be fair, my hero is my dad.
0: Oh, you know, amazing to and be able to say that, and he's still farming at eighty-seven. You eighty-seven, said. You yeah. Sat he's
1: down. he's a little slower, or his um, flexibility in. Yeah. Um, not bumping into something with a tractor. (laughs) It's not quite so good, but it keeps him going. You know, if he wasn't doing what he does and trying to help all the time, you know, he'd be a different person.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? And it's amazing that somebody's got that much passion. And I always think farmers have to have the passion because of the hard hours, The you know, the the raft of skills you have to have and just to get up every morning and have that long day. It's a way of
1: life. It's not a... It's not a job, that's
0: for sure. So you've therefore got be passionate about it. But it's great to hear that 87, your dad has still got a passion. I mean, how many people have got that in their
1: lives? And I think also, like even now, getting up in the morning and not knowing quite what's coming in every day for me is exciting. Yeah. You know, because it's not humdrum. Yeah. And I think anybody that runs their own business will totally recognise that. Um, And the fact that you can make things happen in your day as well which is exciting
0: so as a you know child parents using the land entirely as a farm when did the concept to convert an element of that land an element of the farm into a farm park as a children's and family attraction come about
1: well I think I mean originally I remember sitting down with my dad and Philip saying you know I wanted to do stables or horses or something with part of the farm which I got a response of, you don't want to be in Wellies for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. So that was a real solid block.
0: of. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, was that just towards you, or was that towards you and Philip, your brother?
1: No, that was that was my idea and my block, I okay. think. Um, which is yeah. fair enough. That's a bit like my own concept now, of if you've got teenagers. I've yeah. got 18-year-old daughter and a 19-year-old son. And... Go out and make your way in the world. Yeah. Learn on other—it's terrible to say, but learn yeah. on other people's businesses. Yeah, bring those skills back if that's what you want to do. Um, and. You know, that's, I think, what happened to us. Philip went off and did landscape gardening. Um, I was working at Sydenham's down in Pool, the timber merchants, oh, learning okay. accounts and office skills and all that side of So there things. wasn't a
0: natural expectation that you would come into the farming business. So no. you both both you and your brother sort of left the farm. Yeah, but I think had Philip And to learn was, some skills. Possibly, Philip back. was
1: trying to carve his own path, but father's expectation was obviously that his son yeah. would come back and farm. Okay. And Philip did come back and farm. And I think that farming experience for Philip was tough. Yeah. You know, because it's an expectation of, of what, you yeah. know, you earn virtually no money because it's family. Yeah. Um, and somebody came up with the idea in the kitchen one day with dad and Phil there, oh, you should do what, I think it's Putlake Farm over okay. in the Purbex, yeah. was the example. And Phil heard them when he was milking in the morning at 5 a.m. advertising on the radio. And he went, if they can afford to advertise on the radio,
0: yeah. there's got to be some money in this. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was sort of the, that side of it, of, of going the next step and diversifying the farm, you yeah. know, that was Philip's concept yeah. with dad because they were on the farm working all the time. Yeah. Um, and then as that started to come together, The difference in skills we've got Mm. was the synergy of both of us working on the farm. And that was
0: the attraction and that was the thing that pulled you back towards the family business as it were.
1: Yeah. And not to mention the fact that being your family business and land and inheritance, would you really would just walk away, you're going to see what you can bring to the party and actually it's been brilliant.
0: Particularly when you've had that childhood and it's been part of your life to that degree, isn't it? Yeah, it's home, Yeah, you
1: know, it's home.
0: And do you all live on the farm in different areas or, you know? Pretty
1: much. Mum and Dad, we moved into the farmhouse when we were 16 from the house that I currently live in. Mum right. and Dad built it in the corner of a field. Okay. Um, back in 1961 when they got married. So, um, yeah, and then Philip's got the old uh, stables um, and hay store. Okay. Which he converted yep. into a property. Okay. So, yeah, we've got one neighbour in between us who's <laughs> lovely. Um so yeah, we sort of Yeah we're we we're, we're that block of organford. <laughs>
0: <So. laughs> that little, that little <laughs> um so does that ever get too intense at times?
1: Do you know, I I think it's it's slightly detrimental in the other way. Okay. Because we don't really socializes as a family together. Okay. Phil's got his friends and he does his socialising. Yeah. I've got my friends and socialising. Mum and Dad are just around the corner. I probably don't go in and see them or my mum right. as often as I should.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, even though she's right on the doorstep. Okay. Um. Which is, you know... But
0: you often hear that in family businesses, isn't it? Because you spend so much time yeah. together like, during the working day. Yeah. You don't have that natural No. Um. And time. my
1: dad... Um, is often, pops into the office and he brings his Jack Russell Terrier. Um, so we all see Dad a lot. Okay. Um, and um, so he's actually, you know, very much part of doing his own farming bit, but he's also very much part of the farm park. Yeah. Um, and knows everybody. Whereas Mum's a little more shy. Okay. Um, and she tends to be in so the garden and she's still the support in the background for your
0: dad, yeah. and, as, as she always has been. Yeah, very much so. So... How many years ago was the conversion to the farm park and how did it start? Was it just as a small venture to begin with and Bill, I mean, because it, it's such a successful, successful venture now and I'm, you know, my, my girls are 13 and 17 now, but I've spent many happier years when they were you know, kids preschool age, there on a saturday and a sunday i had my annual pass no way around it where am i getting older but you can't escape it when you've got young children and you live in this area to be there so yeah is it something that built over time how did it come about from that 1998
1: we opened i came on board at the beginning of the year um right on board with um phil was doing the building side with dad and i was doing the internal site Shop stock, barcodes, buying, just. Yeah. Um, we started off first year with 30,000 visitors in total. Okay. Um, and a smallish team. And I think we had about, probably only had about, about 14 people. Okay. And then slowly but surely, our passion is to reinvest money into the business mm. and keep evolving and bringing new things in. Yeah. That keeps it fresh that keeps everybody's interest that makes customers feel valued that you're you know utilizing their money on them yeah and that's part of what we so, believe in. so
0: that's a cornerstone philosophy and value that you have yeah
1: absolutely Um and bit by year year on year we've sort of just grown I think the highest levels we've had probably about 80,000 visitors paying okay we've got annual pass holders who are amazing Pre-pandemic, 5,800 of them. Wow. Um, During the pandemic down to about three. Yeah. But we're back up to 4,600. So, you know, they are our local people that know us so well. They're like family and it's interesting how um, their opinions are open door policy, you know, over the counter or by email to us of what they want, what they see, what they feel that is also part of what we okay. do you know we're we listen can't yeah. always it's not always in the best interest of the business no can't always action it financially but if we can you know somebody new toilets you put in yeah. new toilets and um you know that was designed about bigger family rooms and things like that uh so yeah i think i love the fact that we've got that connection
0: with our customers. So it's really a community. It's an engaged community that you run in terms of that as annual pass holders, isn't it?
1: It is, absolutely. And our team are just incredible. And you know, I'm sure somewhere we can talk about them. But having people that are like family with us. Yeah. You know, Phil knows the background of everybody's current business, what they're going through, because I'm in the office most of the time. Okay. I'm don't necessarily have his yeah. depth engagement, but he's the, the free agent that's everybody's friend. And I think that makes it like all of our customers and our team are like family. right? You know, and their positive attitude, our happiness. Um, you can't train positive attitude and a can-do no. philosophy. It, that comes in recruitment right at the very yeah. beginning and we've got some amazing
0: people. And and do those people, have you got a very transient workforce because you must employ quite a few students and temporary workers in the summer or have you got quite stable? I'm always intrigued with hospitality, tourism businesses, how you maintain that strong culture year on year.
1: Do a little shrug of the shoulders, so <laughs> here. Um, we've got about 70 staff on the books we employ a lot of teenagers pre so we're back now almost where we were pre-covid um we employ 13 14 15 year olds their hours are limited but yeah gives them a great start in the workplace and they won't just be making coffee as anybody that knows us knows um and then we've got staff all the way up through we had a lovely lady in her 70s that was making our cakes dawn but when COVID hit, the risk for her to stay yeah. in a workplace, you know, she yeah. retired, bless her. Um, and we managed to keep all of our staff from pre-COVID
0: yeah.
1: with furlough and everything all the way through.
0: Brilliant.
1: We've started to go back to be able to recruit teenagers now, which we do early in the year, yeah. uh, so that they're trained for February. Yeah. Easter's not too much of a shock to them when it's busy, yeah. and they're all ready to go for the summer as well. Yeah, and so I keep them on all year round. Okay. So if you if you if you're with us, you you're just Saturday. So if you Saturday. join at
0: 13, 14, you probably stay yeah, with you until sort of you yeah, go to uni or d- yeah, start a absolutely. job in life or apprenticeship or whatever it I've may be. I've got a
1: couple of members of staff that have left and they're back. Okay. And that's brilliant. That's it's a, so exciting. There's
0: a brilliant big smile on <laughs> your face there. You can tell that pe- you know your team really mean <laughs> a lot to you. Yeah. Um and I suppose the other question around you know, you've you've got this contrast, haven't you? You've got a farm and a working farm, which is a constant demand. You know, it doesn't change from month to month.
1: The hedges need cutting, and the ditches yeah, need something sorting, needs and doing the... at whatever time yeah. of year
0: it is. And then you've got this tourism business that, that you know peaks and troughs, and, and
1: has different departments. So you, you're running a, a restaurant, for yeah. example. You're running an animal. You're running a retail. Yeah. So it's not like we're running. A business that delivers food to customers, no. or we're delivering a shop.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, it's so multifaceted, so complex,
0: isn't it? So, but how do you deal with the volume changes? You know that demand that comes. You know, as you, you've said yourself at Easter, and then there's a, probably a quieter period, and then it really heightens up for that six, seven weeks of the school holidays. I'm sure yeah, in the summer. That's
1: that's where, as well, our teenagers are so amazing because they might have a regular Saturday job. Yeah, but come the Easter holidays, for example if you're not studying for your A-levels at the time with GCSEs, yeah. um, they can do three, four days a week. yeah. So we can pick up the extra yeah. by giving them more work, which suits everybody.
0: Brilliant. And you, you've talked about Philip being, I suppose, more the free agent, you mm. know, uh, and you more back office, you know, supporting the business. How long did it take you to get into that rhythm as a brother and a sister to play to your strengths? Well,
1: I think... Because, like you say, you've got um, the farm side. Yeah. So he's still very much connected to the land. I mean, this week he's been flat out haymaking. Okay. We haven't seen him. Okay. Because, you know, he's got to be out there getting the hay in while it's, you know, before it rains. <laughs> Looking out the winter very dark. A bit of cloud. We need those bales in today. Um, and because I'd done accounts and I'd done. Um, business in other companies, and I'd also worked at Burberry Woods Golf Club. Okay. So I'd done bar work, I'd done hospitality in that respect as well, and behind bars, yeah. you know, when you held down three jobs yes. as twenty-year-old, I started working at thirteen at a garage up the oh, road. Okay. So
0: it's been it's in yeah, it's been, in that genre. Um So naturally, then it, it you just got into the rhythm quite quickly of you yeah. taking responsibility for the farm park, and if. And Philip doesn't... had time; he could then do the customer delight bit. Nearly. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure he really likes paperwork, to be honest. Okay. So you're playing. That's your strengths. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm a systems process person. Yeah. Um, and paperwork. Yeah. Um, which doesn't make me the most exciting person <laughs> in the world, and um, and he's a people person, you know, and I think we've been so lucky that that is, and talking about working with family, um, we've got when we're communicating with each other. So when you're busy off doing different things, you can have a separation and a divide. Yeah. And you have to remind yourselves to come back and connect a little bit. Yeah. Um and when we're connected, somebody'll ask us a question and we'll both answer with the same answer. Okay. And that is magical. Yeah. You know, it's it's we've both got our hearts and our goals and our almost a little bit of telepathy of Keeping the family land and the family business, family, and doing our best yeah. for all of us, so that mum and dad are still looked after all the way into their old age, right. and um, you know that's a primary primary aim of ours. I think right. that
0: this is a family. You know, the whole entirety is of the land and the park, and everything is a family asset to be Absolutely. passed down the generations. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I see, that's so different, isn't it? A lot of people on the guests in this podcast you know, talk about building a business for exit or, you know, building it and creating a lifestyle. Your passion is to build a business that states, I assume, that can sustain itself and pass to the next generation.
1: I think so. I mean, we're, we're just getting to the point now where, funnily enough, our accountant is saying to us, because he's an accountant and a mentor of yeah. Kevin at Prime Entry, and he's um, saying, what's your five-year plan? Okay, or yeah. five or ten. And Philip's got his. Okay. He knows what he wants to be able to do. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I just, I love what I do. So I sort of think I'm going to keep doing it. But COVID, from being totally um, following everybody yeah. and then learning how to one-way flow a whole farm park, socially distanced, And a car boot sale to be able to open. That was stressful. And working with partners. Like we were Zooming with Volvo And the National Farm Attractions. And Bournemouth and Christchurch and Paul Council. That knitting together of like minds. Helped us. You know. Get open and get going. And change our systems. And go to online ticket purchasing. And um, you know. For me it was like. Wow, I'm yeah. I I don't I'm humble as a person, but for me it was like, wow, I'm good at what I do.
0: Yeah. But, I But that's a good wake up call, go, isn't I got it? There. And
1: now coming out the other side of that, when everybody's sort of been saying, What are you gonna do in the future, you need to step back a bit, slow down. Yeah. I'm this year, twenty twenty two, I'm like, Yeah, I can. We've got a good team in place.
0: Brilliant.
1: And I just starting to get there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but now I've because I take on all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm now taking on the higher level stuff.
0: So you, is so that you a people pleaser or because you always want to stretch yourself?
1: Oh, I think I've always feel like I've got something to prove. Okay. And I'm not quite sure where that
0: comes from. <laughs> you knew what my next question was going to be. No, <laughs> you no. Know, where qu- does that come from?
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure where that comes from. Um, my husband's business, um, Staggers, the deer aunt the dog Chew. This year, I said, okay, time's quieting down a little yep. bit this year. I'm going to put in some time and effort to try and start off with just double turnovers. Yeah, support, yeah, yeah, in
0: that business, yeah.
1: Put in a few hours effort, and it does. Yeah. You know, and I think I could do more. But actually, with Dad's business, the partnership business, the farm park, the um, husband's marketing and, and account side of his business, actually...
0: Probably enough. <laughs> you
1: know, if somebody's ringing a little bell, going, Yeah, struggle putting different hats on your head." Yeah. So now don't just yeah. Is I it? Do you think to...
0: that is that a challenge for you? That and you know you're you're like a really it. proud mum and a really you know I know you know the support you give your daughter and your son oh, and yeah. the stuff you do with your daughter in terms of your question. So you're a really supportive mum in that process and families clearly your own immediate. Nuclear family yeah. is yeah. important to you. Do you see that as a challenge, getting that balance between work and? I think your I've family? neglected. Okay.
1: To a certain degree, neglect. I think the person I have probably neglected the most is my husband. Okay. Because he's always there for me. Yeah. Um. He's absolutely amazing, and you tend—well, not you. I yeah. maybe t- tend to take people, yeah. somebody, for granted that's there all the time. Yeah. Because they're your rock. Yeah, it's
0: easy to do and it's the one you love, isn't it? And and your soulmate and it's it shouldn't be the case. Not at all. But it is easily done, unfortunately. Yeah, so
1: that's where I have to get my head out of um, doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And actually saying, you know, what's what's important. And that work-life balance, you'll know from conversations we've had three years ago, probably pre-pandemic, work-life balance is it's still a skill I'm on really
0: so you as part of this conversation uh, listeners um, we're going to make Sandra commit that she's going to before the end of the day she's going to write down and take write down three things that she can do to get that work-life balance back and not take John her husband (laughs) for granted Going to promise that?
1: yep I promise that
0: three things okay right move on from a little bit of coaching and back to the conversation um (laughs) Because that's clearly, you know, something that's really important to you. So you talk about your son and your daughter, you talk about them going off to create their own paths. Is there an expectation in the back of your mind, and I don't know if Philip's got children as well, that, um, so is there an expectation that you'll bring those, you know, your son and your daughter will come back in the business? Would you be disappointed at some point if they didn't? Um,
1: I think... They're both, off. daughter wants to go to Exeter University and do law. Okay. Uh, son became a chef, did an apprenticeship in the farm park, upped his skills hugely with White Pepper, cookery yeah. School, um, and is now working for the Priory Hotel in Where Okay, at fantastic. Less than, you know, under 21. Um, I feel that they are, I'm so lucky. They're, yeah. they're, they're set. Yeah. And the it's, fact that daughter moves out in September Um, John and I are looking at each other going, (laughs) wow, there'll be less washing, less cooking, there'll be you and me time. So in that respect, um, every year for business owners, people, I think sometimes we forget that things change.
0: Yeah.
1: They change on a daily basis, monthly. What we're doing now and any pressures and stress we've got now won't be what's happening next year. No. And that's good advice that somebody gave me once when I'm like, you know, and if the children want to come back, yeah. you know, James is quite financially savvy.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and um, he knows where he wants to be in life. He's sort of yeah. got it mapped out. Okay. Um, and I think he'll look at travelling and doing things a bit differently yeah. and then he may come back. Okay. Pippa, I think she's seen me working my socks off most of my life and feels there's another way.
0: Okay.
1: i um, not saying that being a lawyer is not going to be difficult, but um yeah so but at that age they're still yeah. forming well, ideas great, you hit yeah. 22 and you've got different ideas that you had at 18. yeah,
0: yeah definitely and you've got different things happening in your life haven't you but that, that is an amazing um concept because you, again you sometimes hear in family business there is this just expectation and it's nearly a demand yeah, on the I next generation think... And, and the pressure, you know, when we advise and speak to and support yeah. some of that next generation is that's never where they want to be. And they're never quite happy because they've never been able to forge their own way in life. So that's an amazing attitude that and you've I th- got.
1: I think Phil and I will be a little bit like, OK, so we've done all this, we've created all this, we've now got quite old. <laughs> yes, you know, it's given us a fantastic lifestyle and way of life. Now what?
0: Yeah, but your dad set the the boundaries. You know, he's 87 and still working. Well, my auntie June
1: um, has got... uh, She's 95, bless her. Yeah. She's... um, She may not... Hopefully she won't mind this, but she's had two hips and two knees replaced. Okay. My dad has had two hips replaced, 87. Um, I've had one done in 2017. The other one needs doing. So that could be in my next five-year goal. I really want to get that done. Um... So apart from a bit of arthritis, the longevity,
0: Yeah.
1: you know, and thinking about the next five, 10, 15 yeah. years, I need to factor in the fact that yeah. I'm very lucky that our family seems to be having healthy. a long length of life if yeah. we stay healthy. What I don't focus enough on, as you can probably imagine from all I've said, is I don't focus enough on myself yeah. or my health, and yeah. physical, I'm not selfish, yeah. I feel, as a person. And I'm not saying you have to be selfish to focus on your mm. own routine and your own um, health, but it's very easy to let it slide. So
0: that's the thing that, you know, if we talk that's about gas burners to- and the gas burners are up on the business, the gas burners are up on supporting, you know, your brother and your dad and they're up definitely on supporting your two children. The one that is down would be but looking I think after you.
1: I think that's... Um, I don't know. I'm going to be maybe out of the box here a little bit, but I think that's very a female thing if you've okay. had kids. Yeah. I think you do become a lot more of a selfless person because you are putting all your time and effort into raising a family. Yeah. Um, I think the next step as well is that you've, you know, I'm 57. I've come through working through raising children, working through menopause. Um, where suddenly everything was a little bit paranoid and, um, you know, mm. you didn't know it was happening at the time as such. You thought you were sailing through it really well. And I think that's a massive thing as well yeah. that, um, you know, everybody's starting to wake up to. Yeah. Um,
0: it's, ju- it's getting that attention it deserves, isn't it, in terms of the media and the support and actually some campaigns to say.
1: Mm. And if you don't look after yourself or can't spend the time... Um, helping yourself. How can you help everyone else? I know yeah. everybody says that. Um, so yeah, yeah.
0: Um, an, an area of focus, and that I assume would be the hard thing, or the thing you're not doing enough of right now, is looking yeah. after number one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know they get out and do the dog walking, but it's a little bit vicious circle because if you know that your health, you know needs yeah. some attention there, it makes other things harder. Yeah. So. Yeah, just taking a bit of time out now. The team's up and running and everything's going nicely. Um, And just, because I always have this vision in my head of um, the fit person I was at 20.
0: Yeah, I think we all do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I used to cycle all the way into Ferndown, for example, when I worked for Fox & Sons. You can get that back. Mm. I know lots of people that are, you know, they're living that Life. Yeah. Uh, Because you cycle, don't you? Yeah,
0: I've done 40 miles this morning. (laughs) You see? Cycle past the farm park this morning (laughs) itself, actually, (laughs) in all honesty.
1: Lots of people do. I see them cycling past our place (laughs) and I'm thinking, yeah, I really need to get out and get on a bike (laughs) and listen to podcasts.
0: (laughs) So we've talked about some of the joys of being part of a family business and Mm. there's clearly plenty and it's been a really rewarding journey for you. But there's got to be some challenges from it being a family business. What are the main challenges you perceive that you've seen?
1: Um, I think being family business challenges are um, you're trying to look after your home and your assets and your um, whilst trying to build. I don't really see that there's a great deal great deal of challenges until such time as brother and sister team yeah. have different you know one suggests something and the yeah. other's like oh um have you thought of this and this yeah. and then sometimes that almost seems rude yeah but it's where our skills are
0: yeah so i suppose but that i suppose is a bit like every business partnership yeah but i suppose because it's family it must feel a bit more personal and a bit more fraught when it occurs
1: i don't know maybe a lot of family businesses do but i think again because we've got a goal um yeah. and i'm not a difficult person if i can see the if i can see the
0: yeah
1: the achievement at the end yeah. of it then absolutely happy to run with it
0: yeah.
1: um i just like to be heard sometimes when we're um and we've got plans for the future now i mean we've got um our indoor soft play we're going to replace at some point and um, we're doing more sustainability and solar. and So there's always things yeah. that we, communication, I think, is the thing. Yeah. You know, because you're both doing your own thing. I say the biggest challenge is remembering to talk to each other.
0: Yeah, just not getting your head down and, and sort of, yeah.
1: Whereas it's... I think some businesses, you know, you're lucky we do do meetings with our teams and things, but to get Philip and I down to do a meeting together, <laughs> it's just terrible okay can i speak to you a bit later and he's like yeah and i turn around and it's like ping and he's getting he's so much better at that now he'll sit there and I, he'll go i'm here what do you need yeah and i'm like oh uh, hang on a minute yeah quite often i turn around and i don't need anything because i realize <laughs> that actually i've got it all
0: <laughs> so and i suppose but i always talk about don't, one of my sayings is what does good look like and i suppose the fundamental thing that you you Philip. Philip, your dad has got is you know what good looks like, don't you? You've got that clear picture, you've said it earlier. Good looks like that this this Look. land, this property, this business stays, you know, even if they're not operating in it, it stays in the family for the next generation. And I think yeah. that, that vision, that sense of purpose mm. that must align every every everybody. And I so I suppose I'd then go on to say, what do you think is fundamentally different and what could a normal business learn? from a family business?
1: I think um, a normal business can probably, and a lot of people that I come into contact with do treat their businesses as family. Mm. You know, understanding the strengths and weaknesses of um, all your team, but then allowing them to be you know, so invested in what you do, because Nobody really wants to come to work and just do their job. Well, some people do, but just do the job and go. What they want to do is feel valued and feel like they've got, you know, they're going somewhere with you, Yeah. you know? And I think a lot of... I don't even know, you know, that's a hard question because a a normal business, so to speak, you know, there is no... So I don't think there's any such thing as a normal business. Yeah, that's probably every, a good response. <laughs> every single business has, you know, got so many different elements to it. Um, and I think business nowadays is quite strong. I think we've had to go through, you know, recession or you've got entrepreneurs or you've got new young businesses who know how to reach out yeah. and find the support they need. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, in a way, almost for us, being a family business, we've been a bit enclosed yeah. and it's all ours, Yeah, you know, didn't wanna reach out and get help from other people in the beginning. Um, I would say it's only the last few years that we've opened up to go, do you know, actually, I've tried doing it all myself. I've learned yeah. to do the web, I've learned to do all the marketing, yeah. I've learned health and safety and every aspect of the business we know from the ground up. 23 yeah. years of developing. I'll actually now sometimes let somebody else take an element of that and take yeah. the pressure off.
0: And learn from others' experiences, isn't mm. it? Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And so when you're... <laughs> I chuckle. When you're not wearing the hats of being you know, a mum, of running the business, of being part of the family business, helping John, your husband, with stagglers, um, where's your happy place? What do you do when you do get the time for you Sandra.
1: Ah, well, you see, I've taken on something else now. (laughs) So having um, spent two and a half years um, shadowing um, Mark White, who's got beehives at the end of our garden, and just said one day, you know, I've got a spare suit in the car, do you want to pop it on? Oh my God. And realising that... Having the occasional bee bumping up to the front of your screen <laughs> didn't phase me in the slightest this year. I decided I was going to take on the responsibility, and responsibility is a huge word in my yeah. vocab, okay, because it has it has a p a lot of weight yeah now I could have taken on the beekeeping and mm, chilled out about it and just said, yeah, but to me it's important that actually I have a role in their lives. Therefore, maybe that's because the kids are leaving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the bees are the new kids. Sorry. Yeah, so,
1: um, and looking in a beehive and watching the hive and how it works. I read a book that's got, you know, hexagons on it called The Hive. I don't know. It's yellow. Oh, incredible. But watching them do what they do together yeah, as one.
0: Yeah. To support when, each other. <laughs> when you're look, Yeah.
1: When you're looking in there, you... Everything else is not important yeah. anymore, I find. You're not even, you're not over in that field. You're not in the business at the back. You're not, you are, and it's been, I wish I'd done it earlier. That's probably a tip for everybody. If there's something you think you want to do, try it a little bit now. You don't yeah. have to do it completely um, because you will wish you probably did it yeah. earlier or when you were younger or fitter. So, yeah, I'm nurturing yeah. um beehives beehives now and they've got different personalities one's a strong hive and um slightly more aggressive if they Mm. you know if they're not too impressed but they'll make more honey and (laughs) it's a never-ending learn learn, and i'm so excited about it and i haven't really been this except we went off to catch a swarm Uh, uh, which i can do
0: yeah
1: driving off with mark in the car to go and catch a swarm from near shaftesbury I felt like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> oh my God. I came back buzzing and I know that's a bad pun, but yeah, it was something completely new. And yeah, we need we all need to get a little bit of completely new in our lives yeah. to give us a little bit of...
0: bit of stretch in our lives yeah, to push ourselves some, outside so of our comfort zone occasionally.
1: It's not going to make me money. No. You know, one jar of proper made local honey... It's like gold. Yeah. I treat it as the amount of work and effort that goes into yeah. making that has my utmost respect.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So should put. I would like to touch just briefly before we wrap up on Stagglers. So you mentioned it earlier. So this is a business that your husband, John, runs. Tell the listeners a bit about it.
1: Yeah. So um, back in 2013, um, Somebody made a connection between the fact that the farm park had deer and superstores sold deer antler dog yeah. chews. The deer are amazing. They have the rut in the autumn and yeah. the mating, use their, their antlers to fight off the other guys. Yeah. Um, and then they drop them off.
0: Okay. So they just naturally, naturally fall off. Naturally just fall off. Yeah.
1: And then they regrow them. They are the most incredible regrowth pattern in nature, to be fair. Um, and we get those cut them up, and turn them into dog chews on the Stagler's website. Now, interestingly, um, and this is where the entrepreneur in me probably is there, but I just don't recognize her enough, is built a website in May 2013. Yeah. Um, Got a, a lead, so to speak, with Pets Corner in the end of the month. Yeah. Sent John off up to London to meet them, we didn't know very much about them um, came back with a contract <laughs> all of a sudden we were producing dog chews at a phenomenal rate um, shipping sending off to their stores etc big lesson I learnt the big companies don't clarify um, the cost base yeah. cost properly and once you're already in the contract you know, we were, make, we were turning over, a little bit like McDonald's, we were turning over a lot of dog chews for a very small return, yeah. which out of one garage, yeah.
0: to be fair. <laughs>
1: um, and um, so we went on holiday that December, and um, I don't think we even packed everything we needed to because we were trying to get right. everything out that we were supposed to. So then we did a bit of trade, and then we're back to just on the website. Okay. But we're developing Just Ask John. Because he's um, uh, Dorset Police's we- uh, ex-wildlife officer. Uh, okay. So his passion is, at yeah. the moment, we've got barn owls, we've got red kites in the fields just next door to the house. Really? Wow. But they've just turned up in the last few days. Um, and buzzards have lived there all the time. So he is passionate about yeah. all of that side of thing as well. And the requests that he gets sometimes to help people... Um, you know, watching my dog have etc. is something we have built on. So it's an online business, um, staglers.co.uk. It is uh, social media as well. Yeah. And it's not something we
0: push hard. But you're doing it for enjoyment, aren't you? It is. It's yeah. it's it's, a, is it's
1: um you know it's a keeping him out of mischief <laughs> business. Just keeping that he, him occupied. Yeah, he the time does very it. well. So you can do all the other things. Well, he retired. <laughs> he retired in um, 2012 okay so um yeah he's um he's looking after all of that really and the local wildlife really
0: as we end the conversation I probably would just ask you for a little bit of a plug I suppose for Evolve you've been part of the Evolve community um so what's Evolve done for you Sandra
1: I think um from when I got first invited in um by I think Chris Palmer invited me in um and finding that there was a, a table of like-minded people that would be completely open and honest. You could talk about something that, you know, on a business level, you felt maybe was a bit disingenuous or you were nervous about, yeah. and everybody supported you. And I've met some amazing people, you know, and I consider friends. And I think that's... I don't say thank you so much, Warren, because... um I know you're all there as well you know and we can dip in and out a little bit now as well but having the continual program at the moment just means we get together
0: and it makes you step
1: away and come and talk rather than just being stuck in what you're doing all the time
0: yeah that leaders community enables people to do that isn't it because the way it's constructed so thank you that for those very very humbled actually those very kind words my final question as ever um, and we, I think we've talked about it a lot during the course of this wonderful conversation is success and therefore what does success really mean to you Sandra?
1: My mantra through life is always to be happy. So success is being able to get up every day look forward to your day and be happy in what you're doing. And yes there's lots of commercial things like having a nice car or having a nice house but at the end of the day, they don't mean very much if you haven't got inner peace and inner happiness.
0: So that's my success. Brilliant. Inner peace, inner happiness. If people want to know more about uh, Farmer Palmers, Stagglers, you, where can they get more information?
1: So um, Farmer Palmers is farmerpalmers.co.uk. Um, designed for children eight years and under to come and see animals play. It's all about the little... Yeah. I call them little VIPs because they're mini me's, <laughs> and they're they're so amazing at learning. I mean, can you walk? Um, forwards while looking behind you
0: <laughs>
1: no. I know but a toddler can um, so yeah Farmer Palmers that's where we are a lot of people know us and we've been very grateful to be supported over the years but we just go from strength to strength even though times are tough for people um, and Staglers is staglers.co.uk keeping it simple um, but if you've got a dog uh, we can um, we can keep your dog entertained that's for sure with uh, a chew that stops them chewing the furniture brilliant quite simple
0: Sandra that's been one of my favourite ever conversations it's been a great episode it's been something completely different it's been nice to talk to you about the family the family business what it means to you thank you for being so open and honest during the course of the conversation
1: That, that that's me I am as you find me thank you very much Warren.
0: Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com.